Thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Hello and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Today, Perry Stone is going to talk on a couple of different subjects, which I think you're going to find fascinating. To start with, he's going to talk on volcanoes and food supply and the end times. And the second part of our broadcast, he's going to talk about a 1933 vision and prophecy that William Brennan had. And I think you're going to find this very fascinating. It's about a woman president. So to start with, here's Perry Stone talking about the food supply and the end times. Most of you know we enjoy prophetic nuggets and prophetic information. And prophecy is where God pre-wrote the headlines, where he he gave us prophets, which were uh, men who were inspired of the Holy Spirit, to give us evidence of what would, what would happen in the future. And so I want to share a, a thought with you today on how volcanic eruptions in the future will affect the food supply. And I want to give you the verses and scriptures on this. And we go to the book of Revelation, which in Greek is called the Apocalypse, and that word means the unveiling of something which is hid. I want to show you two truths. Number one is the prediction, the very odd prediction, that the sun is going to be turned to darkness. And the second prediction is rationing of, 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 of food because there will be a limitation of food because of the disruption of the food supply. I remember as a child when the old preachers were preaching the sun's going to be turned to darkness and the moon's going to be turned to blood. And I said, how's that going to happen? Because the sun's not going to burn up. The sun's not going to go out during the millennial reign. The sun still exists. And so I want to give you the verses. In Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 10, Joel chapter 2 verse 31, and the book of Revelation chapter 8 and verse 12, it talks about an, uh, the sun will be darkened, and then it also mentions in Revelation 8 and 12 that a third of the sun will be smitten, or the third of the sun will become darkened. How does that happen? How do you have a third of the sun being darkened? And what that refers to is the light of the sun, a third of the light of the sun being darkened, and yet two-thirds can see it. It's not darkened. We're going to explain that in just a moment. And then the food shortages in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 8, the Bible tells us that one-fourth of the world, one-fourth of the population of the world is going to experience severe famine and hunger. And then also in chapter 6 of Revelation in verse 5, food is going to be rationed. And I'll tell you what the rationing level is going to be here in about two minutes. So what would cause this? First of all, when when the scripture says the sun would be darkened, people never understood this because you can't make the sun go out. It's not going to blow up and go out because everybody then would die and that'd be the end of everything. How can a third of it be smitten and hid? Then secondly, how will one fourth of the population have no food, but the other people might be able to eat and have food? And then the food rationing in chapter six of the book of Revelation is a loaf of bread for a day's wages or a denarius. A denarius was a silver coin that was an entire day's wages. 
The average person will make between, if it's a good job, $125 to $150 a day. So imagine if bread, if, if bread is so rare and food is so rare and wheat and barley is so rare that to make a, get a loaf of bread would cost you an entire day's wages. You can see, you talk about hyperinflation. I mean, that's, that's incredible. So there's only two ways, and I've tried to study this in every angle possible, but I can see from the scripture, from, from the Old Testament, New Testament, the two ways that this is going to happen. One is an asteroid. And in chapter 8 of Revelation, there is a star that falls from heaven, hits the earth, destroys a third of the ships, a third of the sea, makes a third of the water bitter. That is an asteroid. But then there's a mountain burning that falls into the sea. It creates a tsunami. And that is an earthquake that's uh, probably an earthquake with a volcano, a major volcanic eruption. When a volcano erupts, here's my point, when a volcano, when an asteroid comes, it hits, it produces darkness, a, a cloud up in the atmosphere, if it's a big one. Number two, volcanic eruption, the ash covers the sun, the ash blankets the topsoil, the ash kills the living plants. I believe that when we begin to uh, look at these strange predictions that people have never understood for years in light of where Scripture says the asteroids are coming and also the volcanic eruptions are coming, then we can see how a volcanic eruption would take out uh, in areas the food supply. And one of the things about the United States that concerns me a little bit is most of all, all our volcanoes, whether it's Yellowstone, which is an underground supervolcano, or it's the West Coast in Washington State and Oregon and California, where there are volcanoes that I think in California there's eight that if an earthquake hit could erupt, is the ash would be blown. Your, your jet, streams come, jet stream comes from the west toward the east, which means any kind of ash would be blown over into the breadbasket of the United States. And, uh, and this is the reason why you do have people uh, that do get concerned and they prep or they prepare food or they get dried food for, for something, for a, more for a natural disaster, not so much about surviving the tribulation as it is a very possible strong natural disaster. Now, the good news is that if we look at the tribulation period that's coming, which is the worst time in the history of the world, Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, it is a total of seven years in length, and the worst part is the middle to the end or the last 42 months. So uh, that's a long time. Seven years is a long time. 42 months is a long time. But it goes by very quick. Uh, I'm thinking about, I told my wife the other day, January uh, was over so fast. It, was, it almost was like I blinked my eyes. And the older you get, it seems like time goes by faster. So God is going to limit the wrath and judgments that are being poured out on the earth before Christ returns and sets up his kingdom for a thousand years. And there will be people that do survive the tribulation period. Not a lot compared to the population, but there will be some survivors. And of course, the saints of God in Revelation 19 are in heaven and they return with Christ as the armies of heaven to set up the kingdom on earth for 1,000 years. So I would say to do what the Bible says in Proverbs, be prudent for a prudent person sees the evil day coming and they prepare. Be wise, be prudent, do not live in fear because you can't threaten a child of God with passing away and going to heaven. Heaven is a great reward for those of us who follow Christ. So I just want to uh, throw that out there, let you meditate on that, think about this, and let you see 
The scripture has already predicted things that's going to happen. And we're not in the tribulation yet. And I'm not going to argue with you about that, but we're not in it yet. We're not, we're not there. But we know what the prophecies have said is going to happen in the near future. And I'm glad to say I have a covenant relationship with the Lord. You need to have a covenant redemptive relationship with Christ. And that's where your hope is, your peace is there, and your eternal life is in a covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So ask him to come into your life, follow him, serve him, learn the Bible. And I'm telling you that word of God is so powerful and it will, be, it will bless you. We'll be right back with more of Perry Stone in part two of our podcast right after this message. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We return now to part two of our podcast with more of Perry Stone talking about a 1933 prophetic vision about a woman president. I have a very, very significant and very, very important video. It's not often I come to you and say two things. Number one, watch all of it because number seven, the seventh thing I will tell you on this video is probably the most significant. Number six and seven actually match. And you're going to hear something that I have taught for 20 years. As a matter of fact, when Hillary Clinton announced that she was going to run for president, I was sharing with people about the vision from 1933, asking the question, could she be the person to fulfill it? Well, she wasn't, obviously. But now with Harris in as the vice president, then I see a great possibility of this being fulfilled. And what is odd, even the secular media has discussed this. Now, let me backtrack to the original story and the original vision. Many years ago, there was a man who was very well known that had a tremendous ministry and a tremendous gift that God had given him. I never met him personally. I do know, however, the man who's in his 80s that lives in our town that was his organ player for his crusades and evangelistic meetings. I have met numerous pastors who experienced this man's ministry and said it was the most amazing thing that they ever saw. For those who knew him personally, they loved him and they knew he was an absolute man of God who never missed his words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecies, or if he said he had a vision. And let me reiterate this. Those who knew him say he never missed it, ever. Now, is that possible? It's possible through fasting and praying and seeking God, yes, to train your spirit to hear that way. But this was a gift from God. In the 1940s and 50s uh, and very early 60s, 
he had some of the most remarkable answers to prayer. He would actually pray with people on a platform and you would see God heal the person, touch the person, deliver the person. And I don't have time to tell all the stories, but in June of 1959, he came to preach at a church here in Cleveland, Tennessee. And an angel of the Lord came to him and said, Cleveland, Tennessee will be the hub of the final end time revival. And we've talked about that for many years here in Cleveland, and we won't go into that again. That's another separate message. He was a young man in his 20s in 1933 and had rented an auditorium to preach an evangelistic revival. He had just bought a 1933 Ford automobile and was on preparing to go to the service. And when he sat in his car, he went into a complete vision. I mean, right in front of him, he saw this begin to happen. Um, this is similar to what the Bible calls in the Old Testament, where Peter went into a trance in uh, the book of Acts there, where God was informing him about Cornelius. He, after coming out of the trance and the seven part vision, he wrote it down on a yellow piece of paper and put it in his Bible with the heading, I saw the end time coming. Uh, and, and, and so this is where we get into the story. I'm going to not get into the four things that have already happened. They were, he was told in 1933, there will be three great isms, communism, fascism, and Nazism. And of course that has happened. There will be one ism at the end. And I think that's globalism. That's my personal opinion. He didn't say that, but that's my opinion. He predicted four events involving Roosevelt, Germany, Hitler, and they all happened. And he also predicted a world war was coming, that Mussolini would rise to power in Italy and invade Africa, which happened. Now, the information that I'm giving to you, I have a collection of books. I have every book from the evangelist of 1948 to about 1955, uh, and I don't want to name them, that came out of the great revival, they called it the healing revival, that my father actually was converted to the Lord and called to preach during that time for him as well. And so this information came from reel-to-reel -reel tapes where in the 50s and 60s, this minister uh, named William Branham would speak and he would begin to talk about this. Now, I have a very small booklet that has all the information in it. So I went to that booklet again from real to real tapes to give you the information. When he got into the fifth, sixth and seventh vision, here is what he saw. He saw what cars would look like in 1933. He saw what cars would look like prior to the return of the Lord. Just now these are quotes just before that time comes the final ism. Automobiles will look like an egg. Now they were, all of them were long rectangles back then and were for many years. That's the way they will be just before the rapture. So I'm going to show you some pictures of automobiles that are in the shape of eggs and these little, uh, it almost looks like a, a huge egg that you stand in and you move around in. And you can use this on sidewalks, moving from one corporate building to the other, etc. But automobiles are in that shape. And here's the second thing you saw in automobiles, quote, it will come to pass that cars will not be run by a steering wheel. It will be something another run them to run them. Now I'm going to, I'm quoting him. His grammar was very poor, but I'm quoting him as I'm not misquoting or, or trying to be improper in my English grammar. This is how he spoke. He's very, very simple uh, man. 
It will be something else that will run them like, and I put in here, remote control. You can't hit another car because it's remote. This was 1933 before any of this stuff was developed, which was many, many years later. Here's another quote from a real-to-real message that I have uh, in, in print. I saw a family driving an automobile that was glass-topped, didn't exist back then, and didn't have a steering wheel. It was controlled by some sort of radar or something. He didn't even know how it was controlled. They were playing games while it drove itself. Now, folks, listen to me. We're here. So that's what makes me believe that now what he saw with a woman becoming president could happen in the next few years with Kamala Harris moving from vice president to president. But I want to show you the end result of what he saw when this happens. Now, he's preaching in the 1950s, telling people this. He repeated it about four times in major meetings. America will become ruled by a woman. These are the quotes. Here's a quote from Teaching on Moses, May 13, 1956. A woman will take the place of a president or of something great and high power in America. Here's a third quote. I predict before the coming of the Lord, a woman shall arise to be the leader. I saw a woman that will either be president or, or, or become some great power of some sort in the United States before, this is very interesting, the annihilation of the world. In other words, this would be, this is how I take this. This would be a sign that somewhere in the future, something is going to happen that's going to bring annihilation to the world. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Let me go back to a story. I was going to preach a message in Huntington, West Virginia, at one of my big conferences called, Will America Have a Woman President? And I received a visit from someone who was a former worker in the White House with direct connections to Bill and Hillary Clinton. This person had been there during what was called the Y2K uh, turnover with the computers and was helping with that project. She heard Hillary talk about becoming a senator in New York. She heard Hillary talk about, this is before they left the White House, the Clintons left the White House, of course, and how she wanted to be the first woman president. Well, she was interested in hearing what I was going to say, and I used these predictions to say, could it be? You see, when you don't have a clear word, and I don't have a clear word if it's Harris, I really don't. But my point is that the opportunity could be there because of Biden's health. Uh, he could get sick. I don't know. Th my point of even saying that is those are possibilities. And even the secular media has said he will stay in for a certain period of time. He'll step down. He's even talked about it, that if he couldn't do it, he'd just step down, you know, say he was sick. And so she then would become president. So is, would she, if she became president, be the person that this man who was a, and if I can use this, there are people that have a prophetic gift who did have a real prophetic gift, who knew how to operate it correctly. Now, now again, people, I know 25 people that I've talked to since I was 18 who knew him personally, who traveled with him. He had meetings in their, in, 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 in their churches when they were kids. And they say, phenomenal, unbelievable, to the point that people followed him. He was so much like Christ in his ministry that people began to build him up. And he told his best friend, God's going to take me because people are 
exalting me way too high. A man should never, ever be exalted like people are looking at me like I'm Elijah or some, you know, something like that. And the Lord allowed him, I'm not saying the Lord sent it, but he was taken in a car accident uh, and, and could have lived on many years had not that happened. But that's what he said himself. He saw his own death coming and predicted it. Now, here's what I want to say. Only time will tell if this is the season of 2021 to 2024 where she would step in. We do know if she does fulfill this, here's the part that really stirred me. Not the fact that she comes in and not the fact that morals fall. That's already happening and it's going to get worse. Not the fact, you know, that you see um, the different things happening that we who are patriotic Americans, Christians and conservatives see. But here's the part that really, oh, all right. Um, immediately after that, after this person comes to power, who was the woman president, and again, if it's not in 2024, it will be in the future. I saw the United States as one smoldering, burnt over place, blown to bits. It will be near its end at that time. And I'm not going to read into that. I will give you one more quote. He said, I seen, and you know, instead of saying, I saw this, I seen what looked like just stumps burning, rocks blown out, and the whole United States look, just looked bare like, like that as far as I could see where I was standing. Now, let me suggest here, and I'm only suggesting volcanic eruptions would do this. Massive earthquakes would do this. Um, as far as the burning part, gas pipes blowing things up, that's how in many areas that would happen. It also could be internal fighting, which I hope to God we never get to that as far as violence in, in that people can agree to disagree or have protest, you know, but not, not the violence, uh, hope. And then, or it can be, it could actually be the invasion from another country, which is very, very possible. And, uh, my father would never want me to share this, uh, it, well, no, he let me share it at times. Uh, of something that happened to him, but I'm careful with it because there's so many skeptics when it comes to a vision or a dream or someone having a prophetic word or someone who says they've seen an angel because I know there's a lot of flakiness out there with some people. And so that's why I've never shared this because he received a very visitation in Troutman, North Carolina years ago. And, you know, maybe maybe somewhere down the road, if I get a release, I'll talk about that. So we have cars that look like eggs, driverless cars, cars that can park themselves, cars that can drive themselves. I have a vehicle that if you press a button, you can take your hands off the steering wheel and it just stays between the lines. You know, just it's 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 really those that type of technology has now come is now here. And again, the, the destruction could be possible. Now, someone said, well, um, you know, I mean, what do you think um, uh, looking at looking at all of this? How do we know that's going to happen? Look at the reputation of the person saying it now. He was a controversial person because it wasn't, he, he believed that he was, he came in the spirit of Elijah, the spirit, not Elijah, but the spirit of Elijah with that anointing and people cut him down and criticized him. People said he was a prophet, which he actually was, to be honest with you, with these gifts, people cut him down for that. He, uh, he got into doctrine that some of the other Pentecostals totally disagreed with. They cut him down for that. And so, um, you know, you have people who think one thing about him, people that think another thing about him. I'm talking about the man that saw this, but the, the fact is the proof is in the pudding. And uh, people that I, everybody I've talked to said they've never sat under a ministry more powerful than that one. And let me just give you one story I can tell you, and then I'm going to conclude this in just a moment. In the auditorium in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 
a man named Larry Stevenson was a young man who went to a meeting with this man we're talking about, the minister. And uh, they brought a man and put him in the balcony that had been in a car accident that was paralyzed from his uh, waist down. This minister that had the vision uh, in 1933 was in Chattanooga preaching and stopped preaching. And he said, just a minute, there's a man up in the balcony. Uh, you can't walk from your waist down. You were in a white automobile. You're a ball player. Uh, you are, you were in the wreck. It's left you paralyzed. You're, they said, you'll never walk. If men will bring you down here and carry you to the platform, God's going to heal you. Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I had friends who are there. They're older ministers now. And they, two guys grabbed him and carried that man boy down the steps all the way to that platform. And when he, when that man re reached his hand out and said, be healed in the name of Jesus, believe it or not, it happened. The power of God came to him and he absolutely got 100% healed and was a pastor right up the road from here, from Cleveland, Tennessee, up in the next town until he died in his late 70s. And he was a young man, of course, back at that time. Now think about that. Well, I don't believe in all that. Well, I got news for you. It'll never happen to you. You'll never receive it. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it if you don't believe in it. It'll never happen to you. So I grew up in a culture of faith and a culture of families that believe in God's ability to do these things. Uh, I do not know what else to say to you from that other than giving you the information. And I'm still detailing some other parts to this and adding to it. And I'm, I'm working on a project right now um, that deals with a lot that's going to happen the next four years. And I'm hoping to get it out to people in the next couple of months. We'll see what happens. I have to follow the, the direction of the Lord. And there are things that we restrain ourselves from saying on social media that we put in books. And that some of that is in that book, The Final Chapters, which is my latest pro prophetic book, if you don't have it. So time will tell who this person will be. But I will tell you in all the times that I have known of this vision and in my lifetime of 61 years, that we now have probably the biggest possibility of having a woman president between now and 2024. And if not, possibly after that, the Lord knows, but he's already told people 1933 what would happen. And he's been so correct on everything else. I personally have no reason to doubt that he didn't hear from the Lord on all these things as well. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube. Well, thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Any comments or suggestions you may have you can send to the Watchman on the Wall 2020 at gmail.com. We encourage you to subscribe so you'll always be notified of our future episodes. 
Well, thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast.